0: Let's get started.
1: Hey, everybody, thanks for tuning into the Dr. Marketing Tips Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Corey.
2: And I'm Jennifer.
1: And today we wanted to kind of uh, take you behind the curtain a little bit and talk about what we do when we bring on a new client. And one of the things that we do is we actually create a competitor analysis document and it sort of outlines their strengths, their weaknesses, opportunities, threats, goals, all kinds of fun stuff. So what we wanted to do was sort of walk you through each part of that document using a real client, one of these ones that we just put together, and let you see sort of how we come up with a strategic plan.
2: Absolutely, and, and I will say this, we've, been, um, we've had the marketing company since 2006, And we didn't always do these competitive analysis and strategic plans up front like this, but for the last couple of years, we have been, um, without fail, taking the first 30 days of a new client to um, really come up with the strategy and get it in writing. And that's because we found um, historically that when you have maybe some physicians that aren't 100% 100% sold on the marketing of your practice and why you need to spend this much money to be effective to go out there and get new patients and bring them in. And we find that when you produce a document that is oftentimes upward of 50 pages and it's bound and it truly outlines, you know, why you're doing what you're doing and you look at it in terms of, you know, how you as a practice compare to other practices, um, this is oftentimes the game changer for the physicians in getting them on board with their marketing. And having a document of this size, especially that doesn't um, it's not solely digital. it's something that ends up on the on your desk and something that you can reference later on, always going back to the why is very good if you have to. Train somebody or if you've got a new person or a new partner getting on board and you can say here's the document this is our marketing plan this is why we do what we do Um, and then everybody is on the same page when you're going out there and you're you know it, it helps you you know when you've got people coming to you and asking for dollars it helps you stay focused on where you're going to spend dollars If it's not part of the strategic plan and not part of the why, then it's very easy for you to say no. So it helps keep you on pace. And so, you know, like Corey said, this is the first thing we do with new clients. And as you're getting your plan together for 2019, I think that there's some real opportunities for you to take what we do and implement it into your own strategy. So with that, Corey, you know, we've got a table of contents. Let's just touch base on some of the stuff that goes on within, um, what some of the things that we include in the document and walk through some of the highlights and then if anybody needs help they can always reach out to us
1: absolutely um so one of the first things that we always kind of lead with is the collective review and goals so essentially what this is is it's almost a breakdown of what we're looking to achieve so the goal for the practice so for the um, example that we're looking at here we're going to call them hof Um, hof was looking to increase uh, their patient count by five to ten percent so that's great because that's how we're gonna measure success. We know that if we can get a 5 to 10% increase in patients, which we know is 100 to 220 um, folks per month, then we are good. And that means we're right on track and it's right on this piece of paper, so there's no questions.
2: Absolutely, and, and part of our initial onboarding document asks a new client these types of questions. And so we also know that HOF, you know, not only do they want a 5 to 10% increase in patients, Um, we also know that, you know, they want to launch telemedicine services this year. We also know that they really want to, um, they want to um, increase one specific type of patient because if they increase that type of patient, they will be able to partner with one of the larger hospital systems and become, um, part of the, um, the trauma center and some other things that are tied to it and so there's other opportunities and so i think it's important to understand the why and not just the number that wants to go but like cory said you know whenever there's a chance to quantify a specific goal then we're going to measure everything against that quantifying number
1: yeah absolutely so so on this collective review and goals page we're looking at what we want to achieve and then where we're going to promote that presence so what we do is we say well let's see there's Four offices, they're in these areas, so we know that we've got you know a 10 mile radius basically around each office that we're gonna focus on, which is really helpful when it comes time to do any sort of targeted digital ads or if you're gonna buy something in a, in a magazine or whatever, uh, you wanna make sure that you actually know where your target area is and then what publications are in there? So if it, it sounds silly, but just having it written down on a list can really make a big difference.
2: Makes a big difference, especially if you take the time to put it up against the map and then draw circles around the map about the locations, because then you'll know what makes sense for you to spend dollars on and what doesn't. I think you know the next piece of that is you know it's one thing to say you want a five to a ten percent increase in patients. But you have to understand what does that five or ten percent increase look like, because we know exactly dollar for dollar what it's going to cost to get new patients. And um, you know, if that's two thousand new patients per month, then it's probably going to take you you know three to ten dollars per patient to acquire them. And so you have to understand what that you know what's behind that five to ten percent for HOF. For HOF, it's a hundred to two hundred and twenty new patients.
1: Yeah, and something to consider there too. That's it. Kind of relates to marketing, but I think it's important to say is, um, and, and we've we've seen this with practices that we work with too. Is they'll bring us in. They want to increase their patients. So let's say we want three hundred more patients a month. Well, that's great, but you have to have the admin side on board with that as well because we've we've seen that kind of work against them where all of a sudden there's more patients, but the There's a problem with patient flow and then you wind up with more upset patients and then you kind of shoot the marketing in the foot because suddenly everyone's going online to leave negative reviews.
2: Absolutely. So
1: as you start- doesn't
2: sound like you haven't just gone through this. Yeah,
1: exactly. So as you prepare for these things, I think that's another benefit of this sort of strategic document is- Um, It allows time to kind of flip through and reflect and think about, well, what other silos within the practice can can we bring into this and really work together to make sure that we're all moving in the same direction?
2: Well, and I think it goes back to we were at a a conference a couple weeks ago with a bunch of practice administrators, and it kept coming up that marketing and marketing your practice in general – is not something that operates in a silo. It's a team sport right. now. And it's a team sport because you have you have to understand there's an ebb and flow to everything. And every action has a reaction and everybody has to be on the same page.
1: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more.
2: So one of the next things that we take a look at after we've kind of set goals and outlined all the specific goals and gotten into the why behind them is we put together a, um, a table that... Takes a look side by side at the um, the practice itself and the biggest competitors out there in the market. Or um, we even have some practices that will say to you, well, I really don't have any competitors out there. We're so unique in what we do. We say, all right, well, then give me a couple practices out in the universe that you want to emulate. Because regardless, we can all improve. And looking at our numbers side by side will motivate your providers to improve or to put the resources behind the marketing plan that needs um, to help them achieve their goals.
1: Yeah, it's really interesting just to see sort of where you stack up, you know, because you may think, so for example, we're looking at this HOF document, uh, and one of the things that we compare against their three closest competitors are expected website traffic for the previous month. So it's interesting to see um, sort of, you know, you would think that one clinic, maybe they're kind of like the big player in town, but they actually have a lower website number of traffic or visitors than You would anticipate maybe a smaller practice is larger maybe you're at the top and that's not translating or vice versa so just again having it in the table um i I think it, it does a really great job to illustrate where you are and how you can improve so on this sort of competition at a glance page we also talk about um traffic from any sort of google ads if that's something that you're doing uh backlinks keywords that are actually in the search engine so how many different terms are you showing up for? Um, and again, we're, we're, as we're looking at this, we're comparing across uh, three closest competitors. We also look at primary social channels. So we're looking at how, what the engagement is for each practice, how many fans they have, so they're following, how many views on YouTube, um, and then also reviews. So kind of at a glance looking at their online reputation just to see sort of what the, the ratings are in, in contrast to HOF.
2: Absolutely, and kind of the next thing we that we that we dive into is really taking a look at the website and how your website compares to your competitors. So we look at things like backlinks and keyword rankings, mm-hmm. but we also look at you know your home pages, you know, because the home page is for the most part going to still be your number one page on your website, and we'll look at um, the list of services and the things that your competitors are they're focused on versus maybe what you're focused on and this helps um really set the stage especially for your providers the ones that we're trying to get on board you know if you if your competitor down the street is focused on radiology and imaging services and spa and aesthetics but you're actually focused on you know um on vaccines or you know infertility treatment or menopause treatment you know Y'all are going about it differently and it's, and then it allows us the opportunity to dive in to see where there are opportunities to increase market share for the client.
1: Well, yeah, and I think it's interesting, too, because um, not only does it sort of compare what they're focused on, but just having that full list, uh, you know, we've seen it with practices before where they'll go. Well, I didn't even think about putting the fact that we have you know extended hours on there or whatever. Like they don't even think to market those things. But if we put a little X next to it and say that oh this competitor down the street is is uh, they have a, a big section you know about whatever, then it, it kind of makes you go oh well maybe we should have that too. And I wonder what else we have that we don't talk about. And so it, it's a good conversation piece.
2: Absolutely. So then the next piece that we what we do is we dive into um, a little deeply with the actual competitors competitors themselves. So where the previous page might've been, you know, us talking about, you know, from an at a glance, from 40,000 feet up in the air, then we dive into the competitors and, you know, we specifically grab screenshots of their websites so that we can look at what their websites are doing so that the physicians can see that visual. And then, you know, we we look at kind of their about us, you know, the things that are general, we look at their specific doctors and see how their doctors are listed um, whether anywhere online and then something that we do is we dive into their reputation management and their online reviews and we do this because we want to show the providers and the entire team some of the trends um, in terms of the terminology so for the, one of the competitors that we're looking at right now a competitor of hof we're looking at their positive and their negatives on their um, their online reviews and so the positives might say something like excellent care Kind and smiling faces, the office are clean, we love the staff. But the negatives say, you know, they've got a terrible insurance department, hmm. you know, the billing department's not so great, they're upset that the doctors might be leaving. And then the negative for this one in particular, they're really focused on customer service issues and just talking about just overall disappointment. And so that allows us the opportunity strategically when we're looking at how we might position. HOF if we know their biggest competitor has a terrible reputation for customer service then we're going to really lead with that customer service um, message and it's just this is where you start identifying opportunities and it doesn't these these ideas in these Identifying these opportunities do not come unless you put pen to paper and really start looking at what your competitors are doing.
1: Yeah, just because you have a marketing budget doesn't mean that you have a marketing plan. So again, I think that this um, kind of leads into, um, like Jen was saying, so for each competitor, we also then put together a SWOT analysis. So we're looking at strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats um, specific to... That competitor. So, you know, we'll look at things like well, how long have they been in the community? If they've been there a long time, that's certainly a strength because they have a strong reputation. Uh, do they do a lot of stuff online because then they have a good organic search presence, which is, you know, something that can take some time to overcome. Um, if they're a very large clinic, do they get a lot of internal referrals? Is, is, do they not have any referrals at all because then we've got a weakness? Um, we'll look at things both. Uh, on the digital front and on um you know like sort of like the traditional front in addition to um how well their website performs but also does it have um the latest security features is it uh are their reviews are they consistent or was the last one they got six months ago and all of this sort of outlines the plan that we're going to put together
2: absolutely and i think um some of this may sound daunting, but you know these. There's a lot of tools out there that are free that allow you to, um, you know, run your competitors through whatever the algorithm is and get these this information for yourself. You had to pay for you know more of a deep dive, but there's a lot of out there that you can do yourselves. When we put these documents together, we track all of our time, so we're looking. On our side, it usually takes us somewhere between forty in 60 hours to ramp up this as a project. And so, you know, the first phase for us is always sitting down, looking at the competitors, coming up with the document, and then moving forward from there in some persona exercises and things like that. So there's a lot of research that goes into, you know, truly doing a competitor analysis, but, um, and coming up with a strategic plan, but it is time that is so well spent, it pays dividends down the road.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um so moving on from the the SWAT the the next thing we do again we're we're just looking at one competitor compared to HOF is we do what we call a site performance snapshot and essentially it just sort of compares site metrics from one one website to another so we're looking at things like domain authority, which is something you may or may not have heard, but basically it just means if you have a higher number there, you're more likely to show up when someone searches for something. So if you have a a low number, you're probably not going to show up. So it's interesting to see those numbers sort of side by side again, because if you have a low number, then that tells us that from an organic content strategy, we need to sort of lean into that and really focus on it because that's going to bring that authority number up. And once we do that, you're going to start to show up more. And as you start to show up more, you're going to get more patience.
2: Absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, as you're doing this, it is so much more beneficial to do your competitors first, or to do the SWOT analysis for, you know, those practices that you'd like to emulate, because it's going to make you so much more, um, more in tune with what you're looking for when more you aware, do your yeah. own. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, you know, we're looking at the, the SWOT for HOF, and we we immediately see that, you know, there's an opportunity or strength when it comes to, you know, that they've got a Spanish speaking or Portuguese speaking physician and they're in a very high area for Brazilian population. We think it's a strength that they are literally starting from scratch because they've never really like tackled the online marketing. And so they're literally starting from scratch and we're going to be able to make a big presence all at once. And, you know, we wouldn't have really identified those had we not looked at it against their competitors first.
1: Yeah, they say that they had a website, but I wouldn't call it no, that. No, that wasn't even a website. <laughs> yeah, so it, it really gives a, like a real opportunity, I think, to promote that sort of patient-forward, results-driven message because, again, going back through the SWOT, we know that their competitors are not doing that. So as we're putting together not only what their marketing message is going to be, but really, like Jen said, we're starting from from scratch with them. So whether it's website, social media, any sort of printed collateral, anything like that. We know that from the get-go this is where we want to focus on because we have this document.
2: Absolutely. And so the next piece after we've analyzed, you know, first you analyze at a glance, then you analyze, you know, in depth your competitors and then you really take a look in the mirror and analyze yourself. You know, once you've done this full-on competitor analysis, the next piece is to put together a true strategic marketing direction. And so for HOF, we outlined um, just two kind of strategic directions for the next year. And it is the, the, it's the compass to everything that we're doing. It helps keep us pointed in the, in the same direction. And so for them, we're going to develop branding focused um, specifically on a patient forward results, driven messages that differentiate them against their competitors. And the way that they're able to differentiate is because we've gone in and done a deep dive so we know what other people are saying about their competitors out there. And we're going to say the opposite. We're going to make sure that if they're complaining about, if patients are complaining about the billing department and the lack of customer service, that we're going to deliver better customer service and really lead with those very positive patient outcomes. That is why we're going to do it.
1: Yeah. And as we focus on these differentiators, things like, number of patients helped, reviews, testimonials, videos, those kinds of things. Everything that we do, all of the branding sort of leans on this social proof idea and sort of the wealth of past patient success stories. And that in turn creates strong calls to action and helps create future conversions. And, and it, it like you said, it sort of drives the marketing message.
2: Absolutely, and for this one, HOF is, um it's kind of a women's clinic. And so we know specifically, they want to um, reach a certain patient count, like I mentioned before, so they can tie in with, um, with level two neonatal, native intensive care unit that is within the community as well. So we know that, you know, First and foremost, our strategic direction is going to be that we're going to focus on patient, the patient forward strategy, and we're going to do that because of everything we've already mentioned. But we also know there's a secondary strategy, and that is to get new patients in the door so we can reach that level two neonatal status. And so, you know, understanding that, um, you know, having this blueprint for how you're going to achieve your goals, you have to understand the why. And that's part of the big why behind it is that second strategic goal for them.
1: Yeah, and then from there, we sort of close out the, the uh, document by saying, okay, so now we've got all this great information, what are the immediate next steps? So for each of the recommended strategies that we want to do, we outline four or five things that say, okay, so we know that we want to go into patient-forward strategies, so what are we going to do to get there? Well, we're going to finish the new website, we're going to claim, claim some profiles, we're going to update the practice material. We're going to start the branding and, and just sort of know, mow down this list. And as we do that, we're going to build this brand.
2: Absolutely. And I think that um, you know, once we create the document, we have several meetings that go around the creation of the document. Then we typically provide, provide it to the providers and outline our plan. And that's where we get the thumbs up or thumbs down.
1: Yeah, they really like that immediate next step part too.
2: Absolutely. You know, before we well, before we go, why don't we just really quick touch on the patient personas and kind of how that plays into this mix?
1: Yeah. So part of what we do is we also create what's called patient personas because we know that um, as we create marketing material and marketing messages, we're talking to different folks. So, for example, with HOF, you know, um, one of the one of the potential patients may be um, someone that's you know. 35, 36 years old, she's ready to have another child, whereas um, another potential patient could be 18, and another potential patient could be 75, And because they, they sort of provide care through a lifetime. So each one of those personas, it's a very different message that we're going after, and it's a very different target. So by having these things, again, sort of identified and on paper, As we start to move through the strategic process and sort of divvy up the budget, we can say, well, we know that we wanna focus here, here, and here because that's a patient population we wanna grow, essentially.
2: Absolutely, and, and those patient personas are another piece that you add to your strategic document that you know are great for when somebody that's doing your marketing gets promoted to another position. It just means that everybody is on the same page moving forward, and it's a great thing to revisit At least once a year if not more often than that so um, if this is a little daunting to you it's it's a very big project but it's a great project to do for the fourth quarter as you're getting ready to lay out your plan and get everybody on board for next year and if you need some help by all means reach out to us we do these um, all the time and we'd be happy to have a conversation with you about doing them for your practice as well so that you just get the document we'll tell you what you need to do and then you'll go out there and knock it out next year so with that I'm I'm Jennifer. I'm Corey. And we'll see you next time on the Dr. Marketing Tips podcast.